This is Anna Nuss coming at you with the Death of a Dream podcast. We are on a journey to figure out why you stop dreaming, why you stop chasing down those things you want. What the heck, bro? There are literally no bros that listen to this podcast. What an insulting thing to say. <laughs> ah, welcome. So I am on this journey with you trust. It is such a beautiful place to be coming up and making your dreams happen, whatever they are. I don't care what they are. They don't have to be a podcast. They don't have to be a book. They don't have to be any of the things that I'm talking about here, right? They could be moving up in your company. They could, I don't know what your freaking dreams are, dude. It's hard to tell. I don't even know who listens to this. Okay, I don't know who you are. And I don't know what you're going after. And I don't care what talent and what background you have. I don't. I know if you start actually owning what you want to be and actually wanting something that's true to you, no matter what the map is to get there, I know you can do it. I don't care what it is. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live. I don't care about any of it. I know you. And I know you can do it. And how do I know this, you say? Oh, really, Hannah? Because you could be like me, who had been listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books, and all these people are saying these things. And I'm like, okay. Okay, Gary Vaynerchuk, I hear you. If you really wanted to do something, you'd just go do it. But you don't get me, Gary. I'm different. I live in Iowa. That's not a thing. You can't do that. I hear what you're saying. I couldn't go do that. You're wrong. It's not the same. I promise you, Gary. And I'll just keep listening to all these things and just sitting in my spiteful anger moment and just being like, you know what? Ugh. You're wrong. You're wrong. You can't. And this is why you can't. And here are all the 100, 1,200,000, 1, 1 million, 100,000 infinity reasons why I can't. And at some point, I begin to realize that I absolutely can. That all these things that they're saying are 100% true if you want to do do something, you would just have to raise your hand and start fucking doing it, period. And once you do that, and once you figure out what that is, and, and how you want to align with that, it's crazy how things start to manifest around you, you can't even avoid it. And it might not happen as fast as you want it to. Um, but it happens. It does. There's this amazing thing when you start owning who you want to be and the things that you want to do, how things start aligning. And I'm in this space this week, this week specifically, the last two days have been such a pivotal moment of growth for me. And I had um, my work review. And in that, I said, I just, I know I know, true to my Enneagram number, which is not what I said, because that would be obnoxious to say in a, in a um, review. But I said, I know 
that no matter what the space, I'm going to quickly adapt, take over and become the best. And that scares me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be cocky. Like, really, I'm not. I just know this about myself. I'm going to take over, own the project, whatever it is, whatever you assign me, whatever anyone assigns me, I'm going to take over, become the best and live in that moment. And I'm like, my fear is I keep taking over things that I don't necessarily want to do, but I do out of ego, out of ego drive. Like I know that I could become the best here. I know that there's room for growth here. I know that I can move it to the next level. So I'll go ahead and take that over. Um, but you know, what are the things that I want to do that are true to me and my spirit? And are those things that I've been doing true to that or are they not? And so I'm talking this through and I'm like, honestly, it looks like speaking and ideating and moving people's (laughs) mindsets, right? Moving those forward. How do you get into someone's head in such a level that you can shift their way of thinking and thus their momentum in life? How do you do that? Well, I don't know, right? But that's the kind of thing that I want to do. That's the kind of work that's true to my energy and not my ego. And so in that, she pushed me to go um, apply for this position, whatever it would be, right? And she's like, if this is what you want to do, you should at least put yourself out there and try, And it happened this day happened to coincide with a day that I also wanted to, I've been saying this for two years now, and I've been wanting to apply for this fellowship. And last year, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And I sat down to write it about 50 different times. And they give you like, three to six months to fill out this application. And I sat down 50 different times to write this and I could never come up with a clear, concise message of what I'm trying to accomplish. And so I let that opportunity pass last year. And this year I sat down to type it and all of a sudden it was like, oh, oh yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And this year I finally have actual tangible work to present as well, right? This podcast, this movement, this moment, this thing that I do every single day, I'm actually doing something related to this work that I want to do, right? And so I am pushed to apply for this job on Monday and on Tuesday, this application is due. And yes, I should have done it many, many months ago. But of course, I wait because I had been fighting myself. And it was the same with the application. I knew this job existed. And I kept pulling back from it. And even worse than that, I'm, I'm shrinking right? And I can sit here and be so bold and be so forward thinking and moving my dreams ahead. And then when it comes time to put pen to paper, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like three foot, nothing, 20 pounds. And that doesn't even make sense. That's not even a realistic conversion, whatever. I'm shrinking. I'm so small. (laughs) 
And I was thinking about this yesterday and I'm like, you know, one day my coworker made fun of my favorite blazer, like my power blazer. Okay. God bless the people who make a yellow blazer. You are good people. That is the work of the good Lord himself. Yellow blazer power. So she, one day she pats my shoulders. She's like shoulder pads. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why do they put shoulder pads in girls jackets? That's so stupid. We don't want to look like linebackers like boys do. And then yesterday it hit me and we had that conversation probably four months ago. And yesterday it hit me that, oh, they make them, they put them in there because and maybe they actually don't, but this is where my mind went. Because we shrink. We so readily shrink, us women. And I'm sure men do too, but definitely not as quickly as women do. And definitely not at the level that we do. So I'm certain that they put these shoulder pads in so you don't look as small as you feel. Or as you even present yourself, right? Here you go. Boost yourself up, girl. Even if you're shrinking, you still got shoulder pads. You don't look that small. Here you go. And so for a while, I'm like, yeah, stupid shoulder pads. That doesn't even make sense. Like, this isn't the 80s, but it is kind of the 80s. Welcome back. Birkenstocks and all the things. Um, I don't know if that was 80s or 90s. Whatever. Shoulder pads. Here for it. I get you. I know why you're doing it. I get it, right? And and as I'm sitting in this moment the last two days and I'm shrinking back from all these things that I know to be true, I write them down every single day. This is what I want to do and this is why it makes sense. And yet, I'm shrinking. And I'm just like, dang it, why didn't I wear my jacket? I needed to be bigger in this moment. At least when I look in the mirror, I will look as big as I generally feel. But why am I shrinking back? Why? I know this is what I want to do. And I know that one of the reasons is because I was shrunk for myself. And I can remember the last time that I was bold and that I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. This makes sense. This is the trajectory. This is where I'm supposed to be at. And now coming down from that, I realize it totally wasn't meant to be. And there is a hundred percent a reason why that didn't happen. However, it was life altering. It was like, I had put on my big girl pants, I put on my shoulder padded jacket, and I walked in there with more moxie and confidence than I had ever had in my life. And if anything made sense, it was going to be this thing. And I sat in that interview and I was so confident and so sure and so direct and so spot fucking on, I can't even tell you. I remember walking out of that interview and being like, holy cow, no one can stop me. No one. There is not a person. Right. And I remember thinking, holy smokes, I am on fire. So on fire, this building might burn down. If I don't get this job, I don't know how that's even a possibility. And then I think back to that interview after 
coming down. And I think I had so much adrenaline running through me that I didn't even realize what was happening to me in that moment. But... Okay. Hold on. All right, potty break out of the way. Here we are back. So anyways, I'm on like this high where I'm just like, holy cow, I'm getting this job. I remember walking into my boss's office and being like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to leave this department. If I don't get hired for this, I would be shocked. I killed it. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. So then I said, also follow up with a bomb, bomb thank you card for the interview. I mean, it aligned with everything that I talked about. It aligned with everything he maybe would want for this department and for this position. And I feel amazing. And looking back, I actually remember him like finding some of my answers comical. And even even though I had a lot of adrenaline and energy, I don't in that moment when I'm coming down from that, I don't remember him laughing. But now that I actually realistically non-adrenalinely, <laughs> adrenalinely is not a word, but here you are. <laughs> when I look back without that filter of adrenaline on, I realize he thought that I was a joke. And that translated into me feeling like I didn't belong in these places and how stupid that I would even try. And so I like I remember answering so spot on and it, and he was almost taken aback with my confidence with my answer because apparently it wasn't um, good enough. But I so quickly. Every time that I went to apply for this higher up job, I went back to that place to remembering how disgusting I felt, how inadequate and terrible I felt for even coming out and feeling confident about that experience, how I felt. And I went back there this week and I went back there every time that I opened up the application. And I'd be like, no, you don't want to go there again. You are not worthy of this. You cannot aspire to be this thing. And I think of that last opportunity. And I think of why that didn't match up and why it didn't happen and what a blessing that is. But it doesn't mean that it didn't hurt and that it still doesn't and that it doesn't still weigh on the back of my mind every time that I look a little bit beyond what I'm qualified for. And every time that I apply for anything that's in leadership or directing, because that's what that job was. And I think back to when I was laughed out of the room. And I think back to when me aspiring to be that was a joke. And that's what it was. I mean, I came out of that room so adrenaline heavy, so high on life and excitement for how I just had killed it. And then when I actually downloaded the realistic version, I remember him constantly like two or three times smirking and laughing a little bit at my responses. And 
And my boss had pumped me up so much. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I am supposed to do this. You're right. This totally makes sense. Yes, you're not wrong. And she helped me get past my limitations for even applying. And she did that again this week. But I instantly went back to that place where I just shrunk. And I become this tiny little girl in her mom's blazer with the shoulder pads. And I'm nothing. And I have to overcome that. And I think the reason that it didn't work out is true. It didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to. That wasn't my journey. And think of what that taught me and think of how that guides me now. What a beautiful thing. I may not have been the right fit for that. Or maybe they weren't the right fit for me. Maybe it didn't make sense for me, right? I don't even want to give them the power of that choice, of that ownership that I wasn't the right fit. They were not the right fit for me. That's it. That wouldn't have worked out. I am too big, too bold, too strategic, too all the damn things to fit the mold that they wanted me to fit in. That's why it didn't work. It wasn't because I wasn't adequate. It's because they were inadequate. They didn't line up with who I am. They wouldn't have ever have accepted this person. It would not have worked. That's not on me. Right? That's on them. And I can't shrink back from things that align with my energy because of that one off experience. And even if I had a hundred experiences like that, that's okay. The work that needs to be done, the things that need to align in your life don't always align as we see, but eventually they do. And when we start acting in that energy space and when we start looking at what it looks like for us, right? That's when we find the appropriate channels. That's when we find the adequate positions for what we're trying to accomplish. It wouldn't have made sense for me to be that thing. It wouldn't have. It would have been me leveling up for my ego and not me leveling up for my energy, period. And the reasons that it didn't work out were clearly to shape my own thinking around that. There isn't, I just remember, first off, I remember never being contacted and it was a position within my own company. And so that hurt. You can't even tell me that I just wasn't the right fit. You can't even tell me that you already hired someone, I actually had to do some of the onboarding PR work around the person that was hired, right? And I didn't actually even know that they had filled the position. And I remember having to swallow that pill at a meeting like, oh, okay, I guess I didn't get the job. Good to know. Uh, and it hurt so bad. And it brought me back to this place of like, 
because the person who was hired was super intelligent, actually was a doctor at one point, was super connected and obviously wealthy and all the things, all the reasons that I didn't think that I could dream or aspire or move forward came back right in that moment. And I'm like, you know what? Dumb. Hannah, you are dumb. Why do you think that you can become all of these things that doesn't make sense, right? You can't just want to be something because you believe it in yourself. You have to have all of these things. Your entire life has been shaped around that. You have to be rich. You have to have access. You have to be intelligent. You are none of these things. And why would you think that you are? Stop it. You can't. Stop moving in any direction. Just be happy and grateful and sit still and raise your hand when called on. Right? Only do things when people acknowledge them. Don't actually try to make anything happen for your life. When you do, you get hurt. Why would you think you are capable of this? Your entire life has been telling you you aren't. Stop it. Right. And I'm sitting there like, Ugh, once again, thank you. Thank you for showing me once again that everybody is right, that you can't just think things of yourself and then do them. That's not realistic. That's for people that aren't like you. And I remember shrinking in that moment. I shrunk so much and I was like, fine, this isn't what I'm supposed to be. Fine. I can't just be a leader because I feel like I want to lead people. I can't. Fine. I don't have any experience. And yet, how am I supposed to get experience if I'm working for this company? I'm supposed to get more management experience, but never be hired as a manager. That's crazy. And so I stopped. I shrunk. I was like, fine, it's not meant to be. I'm just supposed to be this person. And I'm never going to get that experience because I'm never going to get hired because I'm never going to have experience. Right. And I don't even know. I still to this day, I work for this company for five years. I still don't actually know why I wasn't hired or why. I mean, I was never told one way or the other. It must have just been a, a sympathy interview. Like, yeah, you meet the baseline qualifications, but you're never going to get this job. Right. And I went back to that place this week and I'm almost disgusted with how easily I shrunk back from things that I want to do. And I remember that experience clear as day. I remember how I felt in that interview. I remember walking out. I remember going to my boss's office. I remember owning the entire experience and being like, who oh, killed it. And then I remember sitting at the table and hearing that I had to onboard the person who got hired for the job. And that's how I found out that I didn't get the job. And I remember in that moment just being like, you can't just stop. This isn't realistic. And this week I went back to that place. I went back to sitting at that table and feeling so inadequate and so small. And I went back there and I almost stopped myself from doing it. 
twice. Two opportunities I almost passed up on based on this very, very small case study of one time that I wasn't enough. Right? And it wasn't even that I wasn't enough, according to me. I wasn't enough according to them. And I have to flip that script. They were not the right fit for me. I would have been someone that I am not. That position would not have been a right fit. It would not have been. And that's on them. That's not on me. Right? And I have to like coach myself out of this place. Hannah, get out of your head. You go apply for it. You go do it. This is what you want to do. If you don't start calling your damn shot, you're going to get passed up. This isn't ever going to happen if you don't actually speak it into existence. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What are the things you want to do with your life? Right. And what are the experiences that you want to make happen for you? It's OK. Yes, you can focus on yourself. Yes, you can go after your own dreams. Yes, you can. And it doesn't have to be based on what anyone thinks about you. It could be based on what you want to do. And you can build it over time. You could say, you know what? I want to be a motivational speaker. That's what I want to do. I want to talk about things. I want to shift people's mindsets. I want to change people's lives. And over time, you can craft and develop a message and you can develop strength and you can develop all of these beautiful things and this beautiful work around this thing that you want to become. And if you keep grinding, you will get there. Right. But you aren't going to get there if you don't start speaking it into existence. If you don't start calling your shots, if you don't actually apply for the things that align with where you're trying to go, if you shrink back from those opportunities. Right. And I so quickly and so readily shrunk back and you're probably listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't take advice from this girl. She is just as lost as I am. I am. You're welcome. Please keep listening. Don't stop. I promise you we'll get somewhere together um, because I think everybody's so much like me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I truly, truly to my core don't want anyone to experience these things that I have because I am realizing that if you want something, you can make it happen. And I am a person who put a million limitations on why I couldn't and all the excuses on why I couldn't for such a long time that even when I started to unbury myself from that, I still came up with excuses and reasons and constant flow of opportunities to not go chase it down and equal to the flow of opportunities to not chase it down are the excuses and the reasons why I can't as well and gosh Baylor is really providing some great ambient noise in the background I hope you all appreciate that my three-year-old has been waking up at 5 a.m. pretty much every day this week or maybe even for the past two weeks. And it's a moment. And 
those that's one of the things that's one of the excuses right i can't do this i can't put together a polished look i have these children i have these things there are always things that are coming up that are telling me that i'm not worthy that i can't do this that there's a reason that this can't exist and yet i'm going to continue showing up and it might look like pausing to go on potty breaks and it might look like having ambient noise in the background that's my child playing in her little playroom and also coming and trying to get on my lap which then bumps my tail which then impacts the music. And yes, I could absolutely spend a million hours trying to edit and remove and take all of the noise out of my life and my production of this podcast. Yes, I could. And when I do that, see, you can hear her. When I do that, it distracts me from what I'm trying to do, which is just speak every day. And it doesn't have to be clean or polished or perfect. I don't even know what she's doing right now. I can't see her, but she is speaking very loud. She has a very active imagination. But I don't even have to do all that for this to be good work and to be worth doing. Right? I am doing this for myself. This is an energy source. And whether it's perfect or not, and whether it has all of the reasons brought to attention in this very production of why I can't do this, I am still showing up and doing it because I want to. Because this is one of the things I want to do. This is one of the things that I write in my journal every day. There are probably about three things that are related to this very podcast that I write about that are dreams that I am making happen. Right? But you can't do that if you don't get through the reasons you can't. Wow, thank you for the musical book. Amen. Right? There's a perfect reason and excuse that would stop me. Right? There it is again. And there are so many reasons in all of our lives that we can't, that we should stop, that we should pull back, that we should shrink, that we should take off our blazer with the shoulder pads because we aren't actually that big. I want you to find the one reason, and that one reason is you. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Not what everybody else wants you to do. Not all the reasons that you can't. Not all of the shapes and ways that your dream has come out according to your life now. Right? It's fine to find guidance there, but for goodness sakes, you have to do the things that are true to you. What do you want to do? What is your energy source? What is your why? Right? Who are you? Who do you want to be? That's the one thing that's going to overcome all of those excuses. This is who I want to be. I want you to be so sure and secure in that, that when these limitations, when these shrinking moments come back, because they will right? I've been fighting it all week. When those things come back, I want that energy to overcome all of those excuses, all of those reasons why you can't. And I want you to move forward past that moment and submit that application and not even sit in anxiety around whether or not you fit the bill. Because if you don't, how great.
That means there's something better. And guess what? You thought this was the best, right? That means there's something bigger. That means there's something better. It didn't fit because it wasn't supposed to. What a blessing, right? And I want you to own everything that you want to do. Write it down. Know it front and back. Write it frontwards, backwards, upside down, and know so deep in your core that these are the things that you're going after and that you won't stop. And then start aligning things. And don't stop moving forward, no matter what it is, right? If it's your three-year-old waking up every morning at 5 a.m. to find a slew of ways to come and find a way onto this podcast, right? Whatever that is, whatever that excuse is, or that you weren't capable and you weren't given a job three years ago, and that so vastly impacted your ability to think that you belong at the top, Right? I want you to know so true to your energy that you can't stop moving forward even if you wanted to, right? And I'm trying to present myself with all these reasons why I can't and all these past excuses for why I don't belong submitting this application. And I know, bottom line, this is what I want to do. And so I applied. I applied for both things yesterday. And I hope that you can get to that space where you start taking chances that are true to your energy and you start moving forward regardless of knowing what the map looks like. I don't know what this position is. I just know that it's true to who I want to be and to where I'm trying to go. Not true to my ego, not true to a financial source, true to me. This is work that I would wake up and do every single day. That's where I want you to get in this place. What do you want to do?